The path to success is paved with fear, doubt, anxiety and failure. For some people, it's just too much. Others have the grit and determination to overcome. These are their stories. Welcome to the When It Worked podcast. I am your host, Julian Leahy. Hello everyone, Julian Leahy here from the When It Worked podcast. And today I'm joined by Angel Rebo from Texas. Angel is the CEO of a business called The CEO Confident. He also uh, does a wonderful charity called Wisdom for Kids, which helps kids all around the world get involved in entrepreneurship. So welcome to the show, Angel. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Julian. And thank you, everybody who's listening to us today. And Angel, tell me a little bit about the Wisdom for Kids, first of all. Of course. So basically, it's an international foundation based here in Dallas, Texas, north of Dallas in Texas. And what we do is we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the local resources. I lived in Latin America for 10 years and I worked in Latin America from the U.S. an additional five years. So I was all the time seeing all that poverty every time I would go to visit my customers. Typically, my customers would have manufacturing plants and those manufacturing plants would not be in the middle of the cities for obvious reasons. It would be in the outskirts. It would be even in rural areas. And every time I would go there, every single time I would go there, I would see not only you know these people, these you know CEOs of those manufacturing plants, general, general managers, managing directors, so very highly, let's say, influential people in the business uh, arena in that community, but also outside those plants, I would meet with all those underprivileged kids that would ask me, hey, sir, can we... Uh, can we keep your car safe while you are in the plant? Can can we, you know, clean your car? Can we clean your windscreen? Can we, you know, or would you buy some, you know, gum from us? Would you buy some water from us? Whatever that was. So I was for many years experiencing the same thing, seeing a lot of poverty and at the same time talking to very influential people. So in 2007 and 15, excuse me, uh, the, the, it was the 21st of March, actually I had an spiritual experience. And that showed me that I had to do something. I had to start my charity. I talked to one of my friends in Mexico and I told him, hey, I'm back in Dallas, but uh, I had this experience while I was in Mexico this weekend. And uh, I, I, I think I have to do this and I have to start my foundation. We have to do this. And he said, I'm going to join you, Angel. I'm going to join you. We're going to do this together. And then he brought his his uh, father to this. And we started, uh, we, we, were, we spent literally a couple of years making sure that the workshops that we were defining, we were uh, designing were, you know, the best, you know, most impactful workshops for the underprivileged kids in Latin America. And then uh, after a couple of years of having even a couple of PhD students doing this, we launched our workshops, we piloted them, we proof tested them, and the rest is history. To date, we have helped more than 1,000 kids and their families to start their entrepreneurship journey. Julian. That's terrific, Angel. And um, tell Thank me you. about the other side of what you do, the, the CEO confidant. Um, now, this is sort of a consultancy, Angel? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm originally from, from Spain. I was born uh, one hour away from Barcelona. And I have, you know, very early on in my life, I started learning, you know, foreign languages. In fourth grade, actually, I started. And in high school, when I finished high school, I was already able to speak fluent French and fluent English. Um, fast forward when I was in, 
you know, in, in, in college, they already engage with international an international association of students. All this to say that that was the starting point of an international career. Fast forward, when I left Corporate America in 2016, I realized that I had helped more than 1,500 CEOs, 1,500 CEOs in 33 different countries to, you know, accelerate the growth of their businesses. So when I, when I left Corporate America, I said, okay, I'm going to start my consulting business and I'm going to do it based on what I do best, which is helping CEOs and helping entrepreneurs, you know, grow their businesses. While I was in Corporate America, I was also working not only like developing business or selling myself directly to these corporations, I was also doing it with, uh, with other companies, with other resellers, other distributors. And those companies were very often very small. And I helped them to grow from where they are. And very often they were very like mom and pop kind of shop up to, you know, being 20, 30, 40 different uh, employees. So I learned a lot on how to do this, how to help people grow their businesses. And that's why when I started my own journey, I decided to launch the CEO Confident as a brand and as a company. And I decided to do what I do, which is, which is basically today helping both like corporate, you know, executives and uh, established entrepreneurs to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure as a way to accelerate the growth of the businesses. And um, Angel, just say I was an entrepreneur and I had a new startup company and I, I had some software as a service and I, I said, look, how do I get the message out? What are some of the things that you would, would do for me? Oh, yeah. N- number one thing. As soon as you have the idea, Julian, as soon as you have the idea, go and talk to 30 people, 30, okay? Not one, not 10, not five, 30 people, okay? So make a list of all the people that you would like to actually share what you are going to do and what they can tell you about what you're going to do, okay? So I'm asking you to take imperfect action. Talk to 30 people and these people are going to tell you their opinion. They might know nothing about you know software as a service but they might know someone or maybe they are in the industry in order to make that list you can go to business part former business partners former you know former you know co-workers you can go to uh, relatives you can go to people in the community you can go to the parents of other kids of, of your kids school there's so many ways you can do you can go over you can go about this and i would definitely suggest you to do that as the as the first first thing because that's going to give you a lot of clarity. It's going to give you a lot of pointers to places where you can go and to people that you can talk. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to give you also ideas about your product or your service. So all these things, again, 30 conversations is a lot of conversations. But guess what? When you start your entrepreneurial journey, and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and startups here in the Dallas area, you know, starting by, with this, is going to give you a certain level of certainty to build upon. The second thing I would do is to make sure that I understand who am I going to serve. And while you talk to these 30 people, that's going to become very clear. But still, you have to make the exercise. You know, this exercise, like to define who you're going to serve, it has many different names. I like to use something which is being very used here in the US, which is like define your avatar describe your avatar, right? Which is basically the persona that you're going to serve. I think it's very important because before you send the message out about the products or services you're going to offer, once you have a basic, you know, market 
market feedback, again, very basic initial market feedback, plus you have already defined who your, who your avatar is, you will be able to talk to your future client in a much more clear way. We tend to make a big mistake, Julian, when we start our own business, which is, oh, no, 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 no. We have to go, we have to really like throw this net, you know, to as many people as possible so we catch some fish. Yes. Right? This is a big, massive mistake because your language, your marketing strategy, your positioning, you know, your branding has to be completely aligned with the person that you want to serve. And that's a very common mistake. And number three, Number three, if I, if I may, Julian, to, to suggest to you and to your audience would be make sure that you talk to what the people want and not to what the people need. You know what they need, but you have to give them what they want. And again, this is another big mistake that I think that we make. As you see, all three things I said are related to mistakes that we very often, we very often make. And uh, I, would I would definitely like to suggest everybody listening to us take those three precautions start doing those as soon as possible and you're going to feel much more really much more relieved of the burden of, oh my god i have to start a whole company from scratch where do i start get those three things clear and out of your way and i think that your journey is starting on the right foot julian some very important information there i'm going to put this on the blog and uh, so the first thing that angel said was Talk to 30 people and get feedback from the people. They're going to test your idea. They're going to tell you what they think of it. They're going to tell you what they want, what they don't want, what they like about it, what they don't like about it. The second thing Angel said was you need to identify your avatar, which is your ideal prospect. Who are the people that you are going to be serving with your your service so you really need to get an understanding for those people and that way you can number one speak to them directly and when you try to uh, cater to everybody and speak to everybody you have a very weak message and you are very forgettable but when you speak directly to the right person that person is is going to be saying to you wow these people have the solution that i need these people can help me so you need to speak uh, directly to those people. And the third thing, Angel, was was it give people what they want, not necessarily what they need? Is that what you said? No, 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 no. Talk to the what the people. You have to give the people what they need. Give them what they need. Talk. Yeah. Exactly. But you have to talk to them about what they want. That's right. Yeah. So plugging into That's the emotions I mean. and uh, exactly. yeah, what they what they're feeling and identifying with all the fears and desires that people have and then you know you can show them and, and give them what they need to, to to get what they want exactly that, that's a common mistake because even even myself we i mean we all have been in sales at some point right we all have sell sold something but guess what everybody tells us no no no. you have to find the, the pain you have to find the pain you have to identify the pain oh come on give me a break if i let's say I talk to you the first time ever in, in our lives, right? And I ask you, what is your pain? What, are, what is it hurt? What is hurting in your life? You know, what is, whatever the question is, I mean, you can, you can, you know, paraphrase the same message, you know, and you can phrase it whatever or, or, or in any way that you can think of. But still, do you think that we are going to immediately connect if I start or if I 
suggest to talk about what you need and what the pains are it's 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 a it's a big blind spot in the in in, in the world of sales i mean it's been forever yeah. identify the pain what you really need to know you know you know how to help your client but you have to you really need to know what they want what they want internally obviously they are relating this to what they need but what they want is what they're going to make what's going to make them buy those products or services from you and i have to tell you most of the people has this wrong it's funny i mean even i said before that uh well i i, I excuse me I, I i work a lot on linkedin and i see a lot of profiles i mean i have a huge you know following there and i see that over and over and over again people position their services and products wrong wrong <laughs> and yeah. this is such a, such a you know it, it's really a simple concept but people don't don't get it don't understand it so thank you for allowing me to share it with your audience and with you julian give us an example of of what what people do wrong on linkedin are you are you saying that they are basically pushing their products uh, and telling no, people the features of what they can do no, what, what I'm saying is that they have not done their homework. That's what I'm doing. What right. I'm saying. So what I just told you, those three steps that you said you, were, you said you were going to share in your, on your on your blog. Yeah. People don't do that before they go to their before before they start interacting with potential customers or prospects. They don't do that homework because they still believe that LinkedIn is a place to find a job. And then, as there's so many people offering jobs and looking for jobs. It's the right place for you to go and look for your clients. This is what LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is a search tool. That's what it is. It's a search tool. It's a search tool. And many of the you know, functionalities of that search tool is you're able to look for a job or you're able to offer a job, depending on which, which on what side of the fence you are, right? But when you, when you are going to use your profile, to, to get clients for your business, remember that that's a completely different story. What do you want? Do you want, you want traffic to your profile? That's what you want. You want traffic to your profile. You want to build a brand. But again, you want to build traffic to your, to your uh, profile on LinkedIn. How do you do that? Most of the people don't know how to do it. And guess what? Only two weeks ago, only two weeks ago, LinkedIn deployed a new restriction, which is you can only connect with, I think it's 100 people a week. 100 people a week. That's not very good. Not exactly. Make the, I mean, just make some numbers. It's what, 12 a day? <laughs> well, if you, what if so, you, you go to a conference and you might meet uh, 200 people easily? So then, so then you can only request. This, you know, you can only request those uh, or have those people. So you have, you rely then to grow your network. You rely on your ability to grab attention, right? So people will come to your profile and then will they will request to connect. As opposed to you requesting connection, which is now limited. As opposed to you requesting connections. Now you rely on the people visiting your profile. So they find it interesting and they request to connect with you. So yeah. the, the rules of the game have changed completely. Again, it's the same thing. Think of LinkedIn and your LinkedIn profile as a place, as a, as a, as a website, as a landing page, 
as a place where you want everybody to go there, see what you do, you know, get attracted by what you do, the services or products you provide, and then take an action. You have to completely change your LinkedIn profile, totally, completely. So this is good information for those of you out there that do use LinkedIn. Angel is probably what I would call an expert user of LinkedIn. And Angel on his LinkedIn page, he has a lot of stuff that gets curiosity and uh, a lot of value. Would you say, Angel, that's correct? Yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time, and, and let me tell you, one of the mistakes that we as entrepreneurs make in the beginning of our businesses, to your question originally or earlier today, I thought that I, I was able to, I would be able to do that by myself, just maybe mimicking some other, you know, profiles that I thought they had a lot of followers, and and it's not true. I think that we really have to get help when we need it. There's things that we will never, we will not be able to figure out every time that. And let me just share something with you. Um, every time that LinkedIn changes their algorithm, I have a drop in viewership on my posts, for instance. And I, I, I use my posts to give uh, visibility and exposure to my clients. So let's say I bet, I bet my, my reputation and my value proposition on an algorithm of a, of a third company, right? Which is not mine. So what I'm trying to say is I continuously, continuously, continuously make experiment on LinkedIn continuously with different kind, kinds of content, with different you know, visuals, different posters, different uh, copywriting. I continuously do that. I've been doing that uh, for, I mean, for right now, I think I've been posting every single week and sometimes every single day for the last 18 months now, Julian. So I've been able to make a lot of mistakes. I measure everything. I really measure everything everything so i know exactly what works and what doesn't and i keep going you know i keep going keep going so yeah people should really focus on, on on linkedin much more and if they don't know how to do it you know reach out for help whoever whoever they feel comfortable reaching out to Julian. yeah it's a it's a wonderful tool and you can get email addresses and, and contact people directly and all that sort of thing angel tell me what sort of content do you find works best on linkedin right now yeah so you're basically everybody goes to their feed every day, right? So they open the, the app and they are on their feed. And their feed has a mix of, you know, first degree connections content and second, uh, second degree connections content, right? Which, which, has, which are the posts that they post on a daily basis. Um, in order to grab their attention, you, you have to stand out, right? And the way I have I have figured out to stand out is using things which are using themes which are uh, relatable to everybody's lives, lives, daily lives. You know, although I serve mainly or 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 an important part of my of my clients clientele or my own clients are in corporate America, I serve everybody. I don't necessarily write content which is exclusive to their position, but rather that relates to the individuals as human beings. And I think this is really important, that people see that you talk to them as human beings, not as the CEO of such or such corporation. And obviously this applies at the same time to every single entrepreneur, right? And I think that for, for, for answering your question, as you can imagine, is be very human and very authentic. Very human and very authentic. 
I use, if you go to my feed, you will see that, for instance, my posters, I mean, I typically have, you know, GIF, so it's like moving, moving uh, designs, moving graphic designs, just to grab the attention. And they're very, again, when people see that, they stop and, and they look at it. And again, I measure everything. So stand out, make sure on the, on the feed, right? Obviously, I mean, I don't have to say, I mean, be cautious. It's up to you if you want to embrace some sort of, uh, you know, political uh, engagement with your audience. It's, it's up to you to do that. I never, I never Risky. do that. I keep things very, <laughs> I keep things very personal. Risky, very yeah. Human, you know, and, and I'm just saying that because today is very easy to, to get trapped in, in those discussions online on any social media outlet. Uh, be very, I like to, I like to use emojis on my posts. Reason being, because I may, I want to make them light. I want every single person that reads my content, I want them to have an, an easy experience. I don't want to have, you know, 10, 20, 30 lines of text. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to, to, to use bullet points. Again, um, you're talking to humans. Don't think that, I mean, I remember having, a, having an interaction with the CEO of a very, very large company in, in, here in the U.S., it's a nutritional products company. And, you know, we, we engaged like just joking on, on one of his posts. I mean, I, and again, it was just the last place where I think or where I thought I was going to engage with him. But we did it. And now he remembers who I am and I remember who he is. And he was not even here in the, in the north of Texas uh, area. He was actually in New York. So you never know. Again, it's like be, be completely yourself. Be authentic. Be who you are. And you will eventually attract your audience. And let me add something else to the list of three points that you gave me before. When I was talking about the net and you know throwing the net to the people, to, to only the people that you want to serve. I talked about you know wants versus needs, and I talked about um, what how how you were going to serve them. Let me let me tell you something about this. It's really important that when you're serving your audience, you know you do it being yourself. We tend to think. We tend to think that we have to mimic someone else or we have to follow someone else else's model, which is good up to a point. But I have found that for me to be really successful, I have to be authentic and I have to be myself. If you think that by being yourself, you're not going to attract a big audience, you are wrong. Out there, out there, there's always going to be people that are going to be attracted by you and by who you are. By you and by who you are. And it's very easy to see someone who is fake. Very yes. easy. Let's take the example that you gave me before. An SaaS company, right? Software as a service company. It's a very technical thing. Most of, maybe some of the audience don't, don't understand what it is. But let me tell you something. Whoever leads that company is that his, is, is his personal authenticity and ability to generate trust that will make that company clients. So I believe, because I see this every single day with my, with my entrepreneurial you know, uh, clients, that there's always going to be for the exact same service. Let's say I have 10 life coaches as my clients. Every single one is going to attract different people to their practice just because they are different. And I will resonate. I might resonate with one of the 10 or maybe with two, but I will not resonate never with maybe with the other eight. What I'm trying to say, Julian, is that the way we are, you know, we are we are raised 
most of the time we think out of a scarcity as opposed to thinking out of abundance. The reality is that there are clients for every one of us and every one of you who are on the fence thinking if they're going to launch their business or not. Think twice. You are always going to be cl to have clients, always. And al although you might think, okay, how can I have this you know, competitive uh, advantage versus others? The most important competitive advantage that any business has is the authenticity of their brand, of their leaders, of the people that stand behind that brand. And if you're starting your own business, your own journey, don't worry. They will come, but you have to be authentic. Authentic. That's the most important thing. And we missed that point too, Julian. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, uh, 100% angel. And people can smell authenticity and they can smell when people are not being authentic. And one thing that Angel said, there are a lot of people that are sitting on the fence. They want to start a business and they will say things to me like, oh, but I'm no good on camera or I'm I'm, I'm too fat or I, I look the wrong way. And, and as Angel said, that every person will have people out there that will identify with them. And, you know, not everybody is going to like you, but there are going to be people out there that do really like you and they're going to be drawn to you. And because you are showing vulnerability and, and being authentic, they're going to, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to see it. And, um, and this is just a, an absolute fact that it takes a little bit of time for people to understand. And, um, no matter how you feel about how you talk on camera, maybe you you know, you're shy, whatever hang up you've got, uh, you know, just be yourself and just do it. Feel the fear and do it anyway, and, and it's going to work out for you. And Julian, let's say let's say I am afraid of being in front of the camera, which was the case. It was actually the case in 2016 when I left corporate America. I was afraid of being before any camera. What's the best way to overcome that fear? It's just, what was the best way? It's just to click that record button. Exactly. Guess what I did? Guess what I did? For no reason, I clicked the live broadcast bot button on Facebook. I clicked that button, and you know what I did? I started talking about my personal story and why I was doing that transition and why I was doing what I was doing. For no reason, I exposed myself totally. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no script. I was just explaining what was coming to my mind from my heart. That's it. That video is actually available somewhere <laughs> online. Because as you know, online, everything is available. Guess what? When I hit the bottom stop, stop broadcasting, I started to cry like a baby. You know when you feel that you are, you are like creating that, 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 um, uh, that, uh, um, discomfort inside of you that pressure yeah I, I i was you know so when i click bottom uh, excuse me stop when i click stop the stop button i felt so relieved of that pressure of me being in front of the camera which i had never done and also live on facebook with with my thousands of friends you know potentially watching me oh my god i i i really i started crying i remember that i will never forget that moment and that was my first time ever. And then I started to shoot videos very often, very often, very often. And the more I was doing those videos, the more comfortable I was feeling. 
And guess what? I mean, eventually it's funny because actually one of my clients, I have had two clients like that, uh, were entertainment companies and they hire me to be their hosts for their shows. It's crazy stuff, but it is true. You know, it's, and eventually asking questions to so many people, eventually you also like not only to ask questions, but you also like, you know, I mean, you become more familiar answering questions. So it's like, in reality, everybody listening to us, everything happens for a reason. So start taking massive action and you will see how things fall into place. Start taking action and uh, be happy to fail. Don't be afraid of, of, of looking silly. Uh, and, and like Angel Angel did, he, he just went live. And even though he felt uncomfortable and emotional, uh, and, and it's just once it's like, Pulling a Band-Aid off, once it's off, it's all, it's off and, you, you you know, you're fine and you can continue on. So uh, I really, I really, I just really ask you people out there that whenever you feel that fear and anxiety, you know, you just got to take that first step and that's half of the battle, isn't it, Angel? Yes, and, and there's a question I ask myself all the time when someone, I think that someone is going to judge me or some, or, or, or I'm, I'm taking a huge risk. You know what I think is the is the is the opinion is the opinion of these people that might have an opinion about me and I might not like it and I might they might even expose me. Are they going to pay my bills? Are they going to pay my bills? Are they going to pay my mortgage bill and my you know electricity bill and my you know gas bill? Of course not. No. So what? Yeah. There is always going to be people that are going to like you. Always. Yeah. Always. Always there's going to be people that are going to like you. Always, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and you what And it you is know, what it is. You can change that, Julian. We we cannot change this, Julian. In fact, if you start getting people hating you, it means you are really going in the right direction. The more haters you got, the more successful you got you're getting. And again, it's good to follow certain recipes and certain paths, but at the end of the day, hey, be yourself so you can be present and you can change people's lives by being yourself and being fully present all the time. All the time, no matter what. That's the most important thing because otherwise, what's going to be the fun? Why is it worth it? Why is an entrepreneurial journey worth it if you're not having fun and you're being fully yourself? You know, when when you... I don't know how it is in the UK or in... The, or in, or in uh, I'm down here in Australia with the kangaroos, Angel. Sorry about that. My, my mistake. <laughs> um, sorry, my, the information that I got from my, from my team wasn't accurate. So sorry about that. So um, I, I don't know about what's, what's happening in, in, in Australia, but you know what? When they talk, when they, when they launch, about, uh, when they launch um, surveys about the engagement of the workforce today, there's always, at least here in the U.S., they always say 76% of the workforce is not engaged with their company, with their job. What? 76%? How many millions and millions and millions? So that also speaks to everybody working for a company right now. Are you being yourself, yes or no? Is the company allowing you to be yourself, yes or no? Hey, life's too short to waste it with the wrong people. It is. Life's too short. To waste it with the wrong people. Yeah. And no wonder. I mean, I, I strongly believe that there, there are, you know, you know, reasons 
reasons, you know, they're, they're besides physical, they're, they're mental reasons and spiritual reasons why people get sick. And I can tell you how many people go to even mental health professionals because they are having issues in their workplace. A ton. Yeah. So, it, so no wonder then the service about engagement are having those stats continuously. So again, you know, really, life's too short to be with the wrong people. Be yourself. Be authentic. If that's not the case, start thinking about what you could do otherwise. Absolutely. What I ask everybody is to um, check out Angel on LinkedIn. You can go to theceoconfident.com. So T-H-E-C-E-O-C-O-N-F-I-D-A-N-T.com. And that's going to redirect you to the LinkedIn page of Angel Rebo. And he has got one of the best LinkedIn pages I've seen, LinkedIn Profiles. And some of the things Angel talked about on here is that um, the way it's all spaced out, it's like eye candy, isn't it, Angel? I'm, I'm a big fan of your LinkedIn page. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I try to structure it in a way that everybody can learn from it or can, can actually understand it. Again, because me putting out there, you know, what my work experience has been, it's good, it's important, but... The most important thing is how do I talk to the people that might need my value, the value that I have humbly learned and gathered throughout my life. That's the most important thing. I think structure, again, think of your think of your LinkedIn, not as a profile, a place where you want to drag traffic. You want to take traffic. You want to, people to see it, right? So you have to make it, to make it appealing. As you probably have seen, I have, you know, a lot of testimonials, a lot of, you know, comments from other people. I have, you know, many different, uh, you know, media uh, content. I mean, it's just, if anybody wants to know anything about me, they really, if they spend a little bit of time on my, on my profile, they will be able to see who, who I am. So thank you very much, Julian, for sharing it. No, no problem at all, Angel. I'm going to put that on my blog post. So if anyone wants to check out Angel on LinkedIn, uh, you can do so and you, you can connect with Angel on there as well, which is what LinkedIn is all about. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, Angel. There is some absolute gold in what you talked about, and I can't wait writing it up. I'm going to put it all in actionable steps on the blog post so you can put into action some of the things that Angel talked about, and you'll be able to connect with Angel as well. So thank you very much, Angel. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Julian. Thank you for having me. You're so kind and so generous with your time, and obviously thank you, everybody, who's been listening to us today. Wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Good night.